and a good afternoon and it's great to be back in this seat it is a monday live noon eastern here in montreal i'm david solomon my buddy and cr- partner in crime Stuart brisgale was supposed to be back but unfortunately he's not going to make it back and not going to be for a few more days so we look forward to seeing him very soon welcome to the rent network as i just said podcast hosted by myself david solomon and my buddy Stuart brisgale and we are bringing in new folks all the time. So if this is your first time, welcome. This is a safe space where we bring you unfiltered and uncensored conversations on a wide range of topics. Our podcast is dedicated to giving you folks the pl- a platform, express your opinions, share your thoughts, experiences, and ideas, and hear from a variety of perspectives and really, truly honest, unfiltered, uncensored opinions. Join me today. Normally, it's we, but me, as we dive into the latest news, pop culture, politics, and so much more. We talk about the absurdity of modern life to discussions about the deeper issues affecting our society, including today. The Rat Night, where folks, has you covered. So sit back, relax, join me today on this journey of discovery and exploration. It's time for the Rat Network. So, you know, one of the things that drives me absolutely insane, angers me infuriates me is that universities have become a very toxic culture. Once upon a time, a university was a place where you could debate openly, freely, express yourself, and you could protest. You could do things. You could express yourself in a classroom. You could express yourself outside the classroom. And there was that opportunity to hear another side. University is generally a gathering of different races, cultures, international students, local students, you name it, bringing their experiences to the table where we're supposed to learn from each other, grow, and thrive. So why am I starting with this whole preamble today? Is because university culture is toxic. It has completely abandoned so much of its essence when it comes up to debate and listening to another side. And the situation came to light again at, at my alma mater or where I even where I teach, McGill University. On March 8th, Claire Frankel, a Jewish student at McGill University, um, submitted a column for a publication in the McGill student paper called McGill Tribune. She called it, Queer McGill is not a safe space for Jews. Imagine. Queer McGill is not a space station. She was bringing up this entire notion about how Jews are not anti-gay and Israel is one of the most open societies in the world for the LGBTQ community. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, this, this kind of heresy, this kind of article is, does not fit the McGill's mantra, the McGill Tribune's mantra. Because it said two weeks later, on the 26th, that her article, quote, doesn't align with our values as a paper. As, quote, Zionism is a settler colonial ideology that has perpetuated the ethnic cleansing of Palestine. Let me elaborate on that one. What they answered her on March the 26th, and I will tell you that the names of the who were previously condemned for writing an op-ed in the Tribune calling for a boycott of Sabra Foods due to its support for Israel. But, but Claire Frankel received the following email. Your article doesn't align. As I said, we're not going to be able to publish it. 
There are almost 6 million Palestinians that are either living in exile without the right to return or internally displaced, disenfranchised, and oppressed. It would be at the expense of our journalistic integrity and credibility to ignore these truths. Now, when I get and I hear something like that, I'm ill. I'm sick. I'm so bloody tired of listening to such malarkey, such lies, such hate towards the state of Israel. But I can't exactly blame all the students. Because you see, students, unfortunately, have inherited this toxic culture. And it started about 50 years ago. You see, back after the 1967 Six-Day War, Israel was viewed as an aggressor, and the Arabs suddenly looked a little weak. For close to the first 20 years of Israel's existence, the Arabs thought that they were the powerful one and got their butts kicked in three consecutive wars, especially the Six-Day War, which was completely, completely disgusting. And then in 1973, when they tried to surprise Israel, they still got their butts whooped. And suddenly the Arab world flipped. After the Six-Day War, it was about no peace, no recognition whatsoever. It was like the three no's for Israel. That wasn't enough. Resolution 242, which put, wanted to strongly force Israel back into the original lines demarcated in 1947 by the, the, the UN Security Council in Palestine. They tried to push for that. That didn't get them anywhere. So since that wasn't enough, the Soviets and the Arab bloc got together and said, the only way we're going to win this war, quote unquote, is through public opinion. And on November 10th, 1975, the UN adopted Resolution 3379, which basically declared Zionism as a form of racism and racial discrimination. They literally put that into place. And while that was revoked in 1991 because of the fake Oslo Accords with Arafat and what have you, this vote went in with 72 yeses, 35 noes, 32 abstentions. That's right. It wasn't an overwhelming majority. The 32 abstentions could have, you know, wouldn't have been enough to stop the vote because 72 had said yes. But it just shows you how the UN has got stuck. Now, this phrase that Zionism is racism has stuck for 50 years. And we don't seem to let go of it. Even though it was revoked, even though it was clearly labeled as wrong, even though it was clearly misleading, political, it turned into a weapon. And the weapon that is being used now on campuses every day, not only by student bodies, but by university professors. University professors who come from many of these countries who voted for the Zionism as racism block are now pushing this message to university students. And for a couple of generations now, they've accepted this as fact. When you go on a campus, and I have, as I said, I teach at McGill and other professors I've talked to, they see statements like Zionism is racism. They see stuff that Israel is an apartheid state. They see that Israel is a colonial power. It's a confusing thing to me 
Because these same professors and these same students will stand up and say, we want to acknowledge that our presence on this university is on native land and that it belongs to fill in the indigenous tribe. And we are honored to be here. How interesting that you are going to acknowledge your presence on a native land and ignore the fact that Jews are the natives to the land. That they are known have a right, Israel doesn't have a right to return. But they are talking about the Palestinian right to return, as you've heard in this so-called BS remark. Now, I'm not going to get into a history lesson. It's very complex. But what the McGill Tribune and all these other students are doing are denying the Jewish right to return because the Palestinian political movement is Palestine from the Jordan River to, uh, to the sea, to the Mediterranean Sea. The bottom line is they want to eradicate Jews. And Israel does not. Zionism was predicated on the idea of giving Jews a homeland. Thanks to racism that continues to perpetuate, Jews do not feel safe even in North America, in Western Europe. And the only place that they feel safe is in their own homeland. Now, many Muslims have Muslim countries where they only welcome Muslims. Others do not have rights. Israel does. Israel has an Arab population, a Druze population, Christian populations that have equal rights. But these are ignored. It is convenient today to call America and Britain and all the rest and Israel, lump them all into one piece of you know, mold and call them all colonial settlers. And this mantra works in a university setting because that gets the student all heated up. They're anti-colonial. And that we must acknowledge the, what we've done to the natives who live on, lived on those lands. But yet, when it comes to Israel, they don't know how to handle it. Israel is not a colonial power. The opposite. The colonial powers offered to split the land which was Palestine on November 29, 1947, and to give one-third to the Jewish population and two-thirds to the local Arab population. The Jews accepted, the Arabs rejected, and then attacked Israel to kill it. Israel's had to defend itself for 75 years. All these facts are conveniently ignored, and professors are indoctrinating students to believe that all colonial powers, including Israel, are bad. That Canada, the United States, England, France, Germany, Holland, you name it, along with Israel, are conquerors and should be punished accordingly. To sit here and to tell me that there's millions of displaced Palestinians and that don't have a right to return whatever is a political movement that's been perpetuated by the United Nations through UNRWA, the United Nations Relief Association. The Palestinians are the only population that have not been resettled of any, any, any refugees. And yet it's Israel that is isolated, condemned on a, on a, on a global basis. And how interesting that the university talks about anti-racism. 
that we are here to eliminate racism and then perpetuates it with falsehoods, lies, to condemn Israel as a colonial power, denies Israel its right to defend itself, Jews to defend themselves. Ergo, you censor Jewish voices, then is that any different? Is that not a form of racism? I'm tired of the university student who stands up with their arrogance and says, I am better than you because I am more advanced. I'm awake. I'm woke. I'm whatever you want to call it. I'm liberal. I'm progressive with my thinking. And as a result, Israel should be condemned without doing your homework and your research. You're an institution of homework and research. And yet you take lies spun by Israel's enemies as fact. And bringing in professors from countries that are known enemies to Israel and to continue to educate students and poison their minds, congratulations. The project worked. The project that was started over 50 years ago to poison the world is working. University students are being lied to. Jewish students are being oppressed at the university level and are afraid to show a star of David and support for Israel because of this, these lies. And when you permit university students, and listen, I'm, I'm all in favor of journalistic integrity, but there is no integrity when you refuse to do your research and your homework to find the truth. That's what journalism is about. These journalists only want to perpetuate hate. And thank you to the university culture that continues to promote this illegal hate, this ironic hate. My message to McGill University and to its students and those who are supporting Israel, boycott. No financing, no funding, no nothing to McGill University and any other university for that matter until they change their policies and philosophies. That's it for today's folks. Thank you for tuning into the Rant Network. Hope you enjoyed this conversation, gained some valuable insights. I appreciate your support and hope you'll join me again on Wednesday. But well, we're here Monday, Wednesday, noon East, and Friday, noon Eastern. Don't forget, follow us on social media, share your thoughts with us. Remember, we're always interested in hearing from you and learning about the topics that matter most to you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you on Wednesday.